Welcome to the second parak of Sefer Eov. Things are still going downhill for Eov. The Satan beforehand tested his tested Eov's resolve by taking away some wealth and his children. Now the Satan is afflicting Eov's entire body with boils. Eov's faith begins to crack. Now again, there's a machlokis about how much it cracked. Was it genuinely cracking? Was he just asking questions? So we're going to quote a couple of the opinions in general, um, but note that as an introduction. The Possek says that Eov didn't sin with his lips. This Pasuk Yud. Chazal uh, pick up on this, saying that maybe with his lips he didn't sin. Rashi quotes this, but his thoughts he did sin. It says, Eov sat on the ashes, a sign of mourning, the Ibn Ezra says in Pasuk Ches. And his three friends come to, come to visit him, and they can't recognize him due to his suffering. They tear their garments, they cry, they sit for seven days in silence. That's really important in terms of empathy and understanding. They don't need to speak the whole time. Seven days in silence before Eov opens his mouth and he curses the day on which he was born. Um, there is a bit of a uh, discussion who these three friends exactly are. Let me just quote you some of the uh, opinions over here. Who are these three friends? Um, so one is Eliphaz. Um, some say it's Medjah Perlis Rabbah, who's the son of Esav. Of course, it depends which generation this was. And that Eliphaz is mentioned in Vayishlach as the son of, Eli- of, of uh, Esav. Others say, no, he was one of Esau's descendants, that Tarek says in Beratius. Rashi says he was just from the same country as Esau, this is from Taman, and that's uh, that's that. That's Rashi says in the beginning of the fourth parak of Eov. Ibn Ezra says that one of the other three friends was the son of Keturah, the wife of Avram. Then we've got Elihu, who comes at the end. He's the, of these three friends' arguments are basically rejected. Some say he was Nachar, it's Abraham's brother, of course, or he was a Kohen from descendant from Yechezkel. Again, it all depends exactly how. Uh, what happens is we have the three friends, we're going to meet them. Elihu waits for the others um, to speak first um, because the others were older than him. Then Elihu comes on the scene. The other friends were going to meet not only Eliphaz, but Sofar and Bildad. They are going to be the other two uh, characters in Sefer. Um, we're going to see in Parak 3 the theological complaints. It's just worth noting a beautiful idea of Chaim Shalevet. Again, it's a very hard idea to convey because you can't say it to someone suffering, but he says the following. He says there were three advisors in Mitzrayim. Um, there was um, Bilam, there was Eov and Yisra, and they were advising Paro. Paro's, you know, the advice uh, Paro said, should we kill the kids? Should we execute them? You know, what, what should we do? What should we do with the Jewish children? Um, so Bilam um, was the one who pushed for execution, uh, and he himself was executed. Yisro fled, he couldn't do anything, you know, he fled, so that he was rewarded. And and Eov was quiet, Eov said nothing, uh, and therefore Eov was afflicted with this uh, you know, punishments that made him cry out. That is the medrash. Um, says Ruchan Shalevitz, or ask Ruchan Shalevitz, I don't understand. It sounds like Bilam got a less severe punishment than Eov. Eov, his, his kids died, afflictions, you know, horrible illnesses and all that, you know. Sounds like Bilam, who did worse, got off with an easier thing. He got killed. You know, not a life of suffering killed. Zerah Shalevitz, no. You see the Simchas of just being alive. Eov was alive. Yes, he was suffering and horrible, difficult. But there's a certain Simchas HaChayim, a certain fulfillment in just being alive. Now, that's what Eov have, had over Bilam. That's a beautiful idea of Zerah Shalevitz. That's the second paragraph of Sefer Eo.